guys. Welcome to Panel by Panel, uh, the podcast that brings you all the news on anything and everything Marvel and DC, from movies to TV to comic books and pretty much everything in between. I'm Brad Robbins. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter at Brad, J-R-O-B-B-I-N-S, and my Twitter account is now active. It is. Um, it it's is. been tweets. Uh, I'm tweeting. It's the real deal. He's out there. All right, and I am Jared Hounshaw, the second person talking every week. And you can also follow me at Twitter, on Twitter, at Jared Hounshaw. <laughs> and I've been tweeting longer, and yeah. Probably better at it, too. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, and um, yeah, so today uh, we have a lot of news to talk about. A lot more than I thought. Yeah, we missed of, a week. A lot of it hit today, too. Yeah. The bulk of what we'll talk about. And then also, um, one of the topics we're going to be talking about today is we're going to, com- since uh, Infinity War uh, is coming up. And Ever closer. Um, it's just coming up um, super fast. Since that's coming up, we're comparing the story it's based off of, Infinity Gauntlet, to DC's equivalent, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we disliked, the parallels, um, and yeah, we'll go from there. But um, So yeah, let's just jump right into it, because we've got a lot of news. Um, First thing I want to (laughs) start off with is a follow-up on what we talked about last time, which was the Reddit leak. Which now, no one said anything. It's basically true. A few days later... We didn't. We talked about this not on the air, but Zack Snyder actually commented on it. He said that the Reddit post was quote hilarious. Um, he went on to neither deny nor confirm um, the veracity of the post, and then just went on to talk about how he really hates spoilers and would he wishes people would just go and enjoy the film and his way of saying <coughs> excuse me his way of being like. Mm, it's funny that this leaked so early, but I hope everyone goes and sees the film anyways. So yeah, and and then to kind of back up the Reddit post, we got concept art revealed today. Which feels out of left field, but exciting. Well, it's basically, it's promo, it was for a promo for the, the Dawn of the Justice League special that airs tonight on the CW at 9.30. It's currently about 5.30 Eastern time, so... We got a few hours before it hits, but um, it's a it's a promo pick, and it's got basically the whole Justice League lineup that we're gonna see. We got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, of course. We've got Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Looks great. And then we see our first glimpses of Ray Fisher's Cyborg and Ezra Miller as the Flash. But initial impressions. It looks like the cover of a New Fifty Two issue of the justice league um the flash and cyborg are regulated to the back of the picture i think that their costumes have plenty of time to change i can't really tell that it is concept art for ezra miller or yeah yeah but they look great i I think it looks dust is all up around them they look like they're here to save everybody and it looks great. And but, from yeah. what we can see of the Flash in this picture, it looks like the previous rumors about his suit are true, and that it's more of like a post-apocalyptic type armor. Um, based I didn't kind know that was a rumor. Yeah, based kind of off of the um, the Injustice video game, the oh, Flash okay, armor, yeah, and yeah. that it kind of looks like that. Um, of course, like Jared said, 
we can't really see much of it, but um, what we can see does kind of point to that. So I don't know. I got super psyched when I saw this. I think it's a great little intro to the Justice League on film. I geeked out. I mean, this is the first time we're seeing anything Justice League related for the big screen. So naturally, I'm my heart warmed up a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I can't. For long-suffering DC fans, I bet I I can't even pinpoint how this would feel because this is your A-team. This is what you grew up watching, countless cartoons and movies and comic books and video games, and here they are on promotional artwork that's going to be soon to be on screen. It's bittersweet, honestly, <laughs> because I'm so excited to see this and see it done right, but at the same time, I am super hesitant and... Um, realistic while looking at this, being you, like, this could be a total bomb. Do you think that if that Reddit post would have never happened, aka Reddit gate would have never occurred, would we have gotten this image? I think so. I this, disagree. I, well, no, I think so because the Dawn of the Justice League, this special has been in the works for a while, um, and they've been planning on doing this for a while. I don't think it's a response by any means to the Reddit leak, um, personally, but... Um, another thing I wanted to talk about about this promo art is the absence. We only have oh, yeah. six heroes here, and we've been told over and over again that we will have seven members of the Justice League. Obviously, the one missing here is Green Raven. Lantern. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oops. Oh. <laughs> That's my own personal wish. Uh, that would be pretty sweet, actually. I would love to see that. But it is Green Lantern that we're missing. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, now, my personal take on why they left him out is while the reddit post did leak i think they want green lantern to be their big um shock their big like their big surprise because i think because of how poorly the ryan reynolds film did i think that i can see that everyone every i think warner brothers knows that everyone's eyes are fixed on green lantern like how are you possibly going to do this right after that god-awful movie. And so I think they're going to do the big reveal, and I think it's going to be a very traditional Green Lantern costume uh, when we see him in the movie. Tights and all. And, I mean, I I think we're going to get the domino mask, the white gloves. Um, So I think that's why they're holding him back. I think that's going to be kind of like their ace in the hole almost. Like, hey, we're in this all the way. And Is that... That makes sense. I completely see that. Is the Green Lantern the movie? All right, so we have Justice League this year, Suicide Squad in the fall, late summer. Is next year Wonder Woman and Justice League? Or is it Wonder Woman? Okay. And then we won't get the Green Lantern film until... That's like one of the last slated films. It's it's like like 2019, I think. Yikes. Um, And apparently they've cut the Cyborg film. Oh, no. And that's what the rumors are. And they're looking at like a Booster Gold, Blue Beetle movie, well, or which, or a Teen Titans movie. Yes, another rumor, honestly because they cut TNT dropped the show. I as if you've listened before, you know, I am the Marvel person bringing those news stories. But as a fan of Teen Titans in general, I broke the mold today. I don't know if you're going to talk about this. I do have uh, a little bit of Teen Titans news for everybody. Well, let's jump what into a great that. Tie-in. Um, this will never happen. I'll never talk about DC except for Teen Titans. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's great. have you seen Young Justice? 
No, everyone tells me it's phenomenal. You would, you would die. Is it? I'll watch it's it. It's on Netflix. All right, so season. I think we talked about this last week or last episode two weeks ago. Um, how TNT, um, the channel on television, is passing on the live-action Teen Titans show that had been in development, I think, since 2012, 2013. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, So they passed on it officially, and a lot of people were kind of excited because that means some of those characters can now appear in The Flash, in Green Arrow, in Legends of Tomorrow, or in some of the movie property. We'll see. So I guess there was an event where the head of uh, TNT was asked, you know, how much of the decision not to move forward with the DC Comics Project Titans, also from Warner Brothers, was based on the fact that you didn't you, that you don't own the rights to it, and basically they said the script just wasn't there. There's unbelievable gulf of superhero things in the market right now, and if you have a really good one, clearly people are up for it. But I just don't think that there's a need for one that, for me at least on paper, didn't seem to be screaming to get made. That makes me really sad. I love the Teen Titans. Um, a lot of people are like, well, that show doesn't work or that, you know, that show doesn't work because to make the Titans work, you have to have such a back catalog of, like, older heroes. I disagree just on the fact of how well The Flash, Supergirl, yeah. all of those shows have worked. And in each of those shows, the in that universe, because it's all one universe, all, like, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they all exist. They're just not shown on screen because they have bigger things going on. So I don't think there's any reason why a show like Titans couldn't work if you just establish from the get-go that this universe already exists, bigger heroes are out there, and this is sort of their, you know, scope of the city or their scope of the world. Um, obviously, with Cyborg now being in the Justice League, I don't know if you'd want him to be in the show or yeah. what have you. Um, but yeah, Honest, I'm, honestly, I'm I'm not upset with this decision as psyched for this show as I was, just because. I like that Warner is being really selective and they're being a lot more careful, I think, this time since they're trying to establish a strong movie and television universe. Um, I, I don't mind that they're being a little more selective with their projects instead of just throwing everything and anything at the wall and seeing what works. And I agree. I Clearly, the, you know, if the script wasn't there, then the story wouldn't have been, the story wouldn't have worked, and then it would have been a disappointment, and then we it would have been 20 years before there was anything done with those characters. I'd rather um, wait a few more years I'd, and get a good yeah. adaptation than, you know, have a setback and wait even longer. I so. agree. So, I mean, I think, to be honest, that in the next, so in the next, so Flash's third season, and then this would, next year would be Green Arrow's fifth. fifth. I look to see some of the Titans appear in one of those shows or in Supergirl. Oh, most definitely. I mean, if it, I don't think it's going to be Nightwing. I think we would get like a, a Red Robin. I think we could get like a Starfire. I think Starfire, honestly, best possibilities in Legends of Tomorrow. I see maybe that sort of yeah. popping up and establishing that sort of team. Or like, well, I mean, we've already got Arsenal in Arrow. Yeah. Roy Harper's made the the uh, transition and into. Arsenal, mm-hmm. and it's been confirmed that he's returning this season. Yeah. So we've got that. Um, uh, no, yeah, I think that would be another nice tie-in. But in other TV news, and this time I'm bringing Marvel news to the table. Ah. I wanted to talk about how we got a green light on Jessica Jones season two, and the possibility of a Punisher spinoff. Yes. All right. So basically, it was like the 
big, you know, to do this past weekend in Hollywood about like upcoming TV shows. It was like the critics, not it was like Critics Choice Association or something like that. Um, so Jessica Jones season two was announced for thirteen episodes. Um, no, you know, premiere date or anything like that. No one expected that. I think it'll probably pop up around the same time as it did this year or so, or last year. It's like early November, late October. It'll probably come in. And yeah, Punisher. um, Let me pull up what I have written about that. Um, So excited to see Joe Bernthal. Yeah, so he's going to be amazing. Um, Yeah, so basically... Fun fact real quick. He's actually voicing Trigon, which is Raven's father, in the upcoming Teen Titans vs. Justice League animated film. I did not know that was going to be a movie, but I'm very excited that's, for that. That's brand new news as well. But anyway, back to Punisher. All right, yeah. So basically, Netflix is the quote is this close to pulling the trigger on a pun on the Punisher spinoff series for Netflix. Um, basically, all of the initial like reaction to Bernthal's portrayal as Frank Castle is just like over the moon. He plays the part great in the second season of Daredevil. So I think. We're not going to get... I think people are talking about it, and people have been talking about The Punisher as a Netflix show since he was rumored to be even a feature on this season of Daredevil. I don't think we're going to get confirmation on a Punisher season or a Punisher series until after we get an Iron Fist announcement. So I think Jessica Jones season two is announced. It'll be sometime next fall. We have Daredevil in the March, or Daredevil on March 18th. And then Luke Cage will probably premiere in the summertime. I think they're going to finish wrapping shooting soon, or they're halfway through that. So I think that'll be sometime in the summer. And I think we'll get an Iron Fist announcement sometime after, um, probably around the time Daredevil premieres. They'll probably have some sort of announcement or something, and they'll probably announce sort of the Netflix slate, the lineup for the next two, three years, I'd imagine, all at the same event. So I think we'll get a confirmation for Iron Fist for the first part of 2017. I think we'll get The Punisher for sometime in 2017. I think we'll get, you know, some other two series. I honestly think it'll be like, depending on how Elektra does in this season of Daredevil, I look for her to get her own series, and then like, possibly Moon Knight to round out, sort of like the Marvel Knights equivalent. Um, So it's very exciting news. I can't wait. I think this season of Daredevil is going to be amazing. It's just, just looking up for the nerds out there. It's just all blue skies ahead. This year is going to be so good for TV and movies as far as Marvel and DC goes. It's just going to be insane. Um, Hopping back to DC, um... Let's see. Uh, we got some new set photos from Wonder Woman uh, showing Gal Gadot holding... Gal Gadot? I actually looked it up. It's Gadot. Hmm. All right, then. I know. I was kind of... I always thought it was Gadot, too. And then I looked it up, and it was like, it's pronounced with a hard T at the end. So, the more you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's uh, holding a pretty menacing-looking sword and a very... Uh, Greek-looking shield, um, and Chris Pine's behind her, kind of like, hey, well, you shouldn't use that in public. And then there's some woman uh, they're talking to, no idea who it is. And then we also, so they're pretty cool set photos, and then we also got um, Connie Nelson 
who was in Gladiator, mm-hmm. has been cast as Queen Hippolyta, um, which is, of course, Wonder Woman's mother, for the, those of you who do not know. Um, so, yeah, we got that. So that means that Robin Wright, um, the lead, one of the lead roles from House of Cards is what you'd probably be most familiar with. Um, she's more than likely going to be a villain in this, I'm guessing, if I had to guess. I'd say probably Cersei. Um, who will be working with Ares if the rumors are true, which from the DC track record of rumors so far... Anytime anything about DC comes out, you just place a bet that it's true. And most of it has been yeah, so far. Yeah, I don't know what it is about DC that just like, I don't know. Um, but question about that. Do you think Chris uh, Pine's character is only going to be the cast photos that have leaked? or the set photos that have leaked are, they can tell it's from World War One, right? Right. Um, and Chris Pine's there. Do we think his character's only going to be in the past? I've heard some rumors that maybe he'll play a character then, and then, like, his great-great-grandson in the future, like, that's, now's time period. Do you think it'll be something like that? That's what I've heard, like too. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, or do you think they'll pull a thing, like... They might do time travel. Could do time travel. Or she might impart some of her immortality upon him. Who knows? Whatever. I don't know. I highly doubt that he's only going to be in this one movie, though, as Steve Trevor. Um, That's, I mean, because he's so woven into the Wonder Woman story. I really doubt that they're just going to have him in for one film while she's in World War One, And then, you know. I know nothing about that character. How woven is he into this? I mean. Is that her, like, man? That's her love interest. Yeah. Slash Clark Kent? Yeah. That's historically been her love interest. Okay. Um, he works for the government, you know, all this stuff. So, I, yeah, I think the, I, yeah, I don't think he's just there for World War One. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, that's the newest stuff from Wonder Woman. Um, right. um, I will got? take over, speaking of casting news um and this has sort of been floating around for a while uh, regarding the one of the villains for thor ragnarok which is set for a 2017 release i think the fall of november 2017 um pretty exciting kate blanchett has been rumored to be a villain um nice. or be rumored as joining the cast most likely as a villain for a while now um i think she was on like jimmy kimmel and he asked her and she like played coy and was like, yeah, I'm replacing Chris Hemsworth as Thor, like, which I would love, but that's not going to happen. Um, so she sort of dodged the question. And then, um, I think the, um, there's that Mark Ruffalo was at like a press event for the Golden Globes and E Entertainment Weekly, um, asked him like, Hey, are you excited for, uh, Blanchett to join the cast? And he was like, you know, I heard rumors that she was up for this, uh, up for this part of a baddie. So then I saw her at this event the other night and was like, please make it work. Like, you'd be great. And so I think she is going to, I think they'll be announced soon that she's officially joined the cast. Who knows? I would love that. Um, I particularly think she'll either be the cast as Enchantress, which uh, maybe not. Um, it's either Enchantress or Hala will be her role. Um, both of those play heavily into Thor's background, a lot to do with Loki as well. Um, I'm surprised we've not seen them before. What's that about Beyonce? Oh, yeah, so this is also part of those rumors that have been milling about for a while. Um, 
Kate Blanchett is, like I just said, um, rumored to be a villain. But Beyonce, has her name has also been cast around, has been in the rumor mill for a while to be also in the film. That? So I think, to be honest, I think I would love it. Yes. Yes. In, in, in anything. Yes. Just... Um, I see Beyonce as Enchantress. Um, Asgard in the movie universe is racially diverse. There's no reason she can't be that character. I think it would be great because Enchantress has a similar role to Loki in that she pops in and out, makes things just ups the insanity. So I would like that Beyonce, she's not going to, we're not going to cast her for a run role thing. She's going to be in a handful of movies. Yeah. I think if you cast her in Thor, you could have her in Infinity War. You could have her pop up in maybe a female Thor movie coming up on the horizon. Um, So I think it makes sense for her to be Enchantress. Um, So I'm excited either way. I think the Beyonce casting stuff is more rumor-based than the stuff with Kate Blanchett. I think that we're going to get an announcement fairly soon about Kate joining the cast. Beyonce, I think that they'll save closer to the film. But exciting. Just That'd be her in, like, the... Just in the whole outfit. and the, Just her, just, like, popping up and giving Thor a hard time. And then just probably joining sides with Loki, double-crossing him at the end. Just... All of it. She woke up like this. She she did. She truly did. I woke up like this. On to the next news. Um, before everyone turns it off. <laughs> we got a new... We got several, 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 several new Suicide Squad posters, which are gorgeous. They look um, amazing. They do. Um, so they August dropped... August 5th is the release date. August 5th of this year. Um, they dropped prior to the new Suicide Squad trailer that releases tonight... At 9.30, unfortunately... Uh, I thought it was Thursday. No, it's tonight, brother. Oh, man, I'm so excited. We're recording this too early. I know. We uh, will have a lot to talk about next week, yet again. Um, I'm... Oh, God, I can't even wait. But anyway, the poster... I'm looking at the poster. Will Smith gets top billing in this film. He does. I did not know that. I thought it's Will Smith and then... Jared Jared and then Margot Robbie... Which makes sense. I just didn't think that Will Smith was getting top bill. Cara Delevingne is not even in the poster. But is Enchantress. But her... Oh, well, her the, picture is, but Cara Delevingne's not, not a big enough name That's very statewide. True. Now, I'm sure if there was an international poster, her name would be on there. Yeah. But um, it's a very artistic... Looks like a deck of cards. It looks... It reminds me a lot of, like... Um, uh, Mexican Day of the Dead type mm-hmm. um, imagery uh, with the skulls and the just the way they're stylized. Um, and then we got individual character posters all the way from Joker to Killer Croc to Rick Flag to Boomerang to Diablo. Um, they're all just beautiful. So here's the thing about the promotional material so far for Suicide Squad for me is that Joker's the his skull is on this poster. Right. So I'm like, oh, is he in the team? And because Enchantress, her picture is also on the poster. But however, there's another poster. The newest one, which came out today. It looks also fantastic, by the way. It shows it's like a overhead shot and the whole squad is looking up at the camera. Squad goals. Squad goals. And um you have the whole team assembled 
and they make a mouth for a skull that's painted on the ground. Um, but then standing aside and to the back alone is the Joker, which kind of indicates that he is probably the villain. I would assume so. Although en- Enchantress is with the team. She's- so we still know nothing about this movie. I'm no. hoping the trailer clears up some of the story Even details. not. I'm okay with it becoming like, if it's like the day before the film and I'm like, who's the bad guy? They're all bad guys. I don't know. I'm just excited to see Harley Quinn. Take my money. You know, I think that might be the point though too is that, I mean, they literally are all bad guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if the team changes throughout the movie to an extent. Okay. If they get betrayed by someone or Enchantress was with the Joker and then defects to the team, whatever it might be. I mean, they're all just bad. So, I'm so excited. Uh, um, I'm excited just, for Batman Superman for the whole... Justice League money shot that we're going to get. I'm excited for Wonder Woman on screen. It's going to be fantastic, I think. I'm I'm no longer worried that it's going to suck as my state of being right now. That being said, I'm 10 times more excited for Suicide Squad. Oh yeah. I, I think I just since we got the leaked footage from Comic-Con, that's like tunnel vision. I'm like this is what this is what I need. I think it's going to set the bar for the DC movies, honestly. Um, Do you think we'll get a sequel? Do you think they'll, they'll greenlight a sequel? I don't know. Um, they are very, from what I've read so far, DC is very much playing this not by film, but by the universe. Okay. They're creating stories within this already pre established universe. Um, so they want to make movies that will fit within this story so over this this main story they're trying to tell. Their slate of films are sub is subject to change. Whereas Marvel's very much while they do all interconnect, I feel like they're all their self-contained stories, yeah. which they are. But um, from what it sounds like, these DC films are going to be much more. They all bleed in a to lot each other. more, yeah, mm-hmm. to where the distinctions are a lot. Um, a lot less definite. Um, so yeah, oh, I'm just so excited. For Amazing that. posters, amazing artwork. The yeah, the promotional material for Suicide Squad so far has been fantastic. I think it's only going to get better moving forward, and I just I'm so excited for it. Just I'm ready for the trailer, hands down. So soon. All right. Um. Yeah. So I'll talk about the Civil War. Now, there's been some, there's been a lot of news regarding Civil War in the past few weeks. Um, So, basically, if you don't know, the Russo brothers um, hosted their own panel at San Diego, not San Diego Comic Con, I'm sorry, at New Orleans Comic Con um, a few weeks ago, and they gave tons of information about Civil War, where it picks up, where the characters are, how it ends, sort of the people going to be involved in it heavily. And we got some pretty cool quotes that I will now read to you. Um, as when they were asked where we find Captain America when Civil War starts um, and how much time has passed, they said basically we like to view the time in between in the cinematic universe and in real life is the same. So it's been about a year since the events of Ultron in oh, cool. the universe. So I think that's sort of what Marvel's trying to stick to because I think... 
someone said something similar um, or when Jessica Jones was about to premiere. They're like, how much time has passed since Daredevil or how much time is blah, blah, blah. And they were like, it's been about six months since the events in Hell's Kitchen. So I think real time is the same amount of time that passes in the universe, which is nice. I think that makes it clean. Like that, you don't yeah. have to worry about, like, this happened then, but then you need to watch this. And Now, it's not always been the case. I right. think moving forward that's going to be the case, but it's not always Well, I mean, the they release enough movies to where that they can definitely do that. Yes. Um, they also said that it's a high possibility that, I mean, they couldn't confirm it because they work for Marvel, that we will see Wakanda in Civil War. I assumed that was going to happen anyways. Which, for um, those that don't know, that is the... Home of Black Panther. Yep. It's going to be fantastic. I don't know how much it'll be featured. I honestly just expect to see, like, just the bare minimum. Yeah. Because so much is in the film. I don't know if we'll see, like... Tony fly there and ask for Black Panther's help or what we'll do, but I think it'll just be like, we'll see Wakanda, we'll get Black Panther, and then I think the rest of the film will be spent in the U.S. I don't think we'll spend a bulk of our time there at all. Um, there's Mother Captain America stuff. Oh, romance. They were talking about romance and um, Steve's life and how, you know, that's a huge point of drama. He's had his relationship with Peggy Carter, which now is, you know, Agent Carter. Yep. Um, fantastic show. And, but, you know, she is dead in current... Correct. In current Civil War, when Civil War takes place, she's passed away. Um, but they were sort of glib about what that means going forward. I have a few ideas. I'll wait until later to say those. But they said, yeah, there's only so much longer Steve can go without a romantic tie to something. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means we'll get that in this film. I would assume so. Who knows? But then they're also teasingly were like when they were asked the question, they're like, oh yeah, the romance in the film is obviously Bucky and Cap. That's the true romance of the whole Marvel universe. And I was like, mm, that's a good fact. Fair but, enough. I mean Fair enough, valid. Um Yeah. Which I think ties into sort of I think it's gonna be the plot of Civil War is that this will be the first time Steve actively refuses orders yeah. for himself. I think when we see the film pick up, he's, you know, ready in the Avengers. He's been looking for Bucky, yada, yada, yada. And I think when the government is like, no, he's a criminal. We need to, you know, right the wrongs he's done. I think Cap willfully turns against that and is like, no, I'm going to do this for me. This is my only, I mean, he's got friends. This is my one connection to the past. I lost Peggy. I'm not going to lose this. Right. I'm going to rebel. And I think at the end of the film, we're going to see the consequence of that in probably Steve's death. I said it. I said it. I think oh. Steve's going to die. It's just people have been like on the internet, been playing it coy, like, oh, I'm sure he's not going <laughs> to die. He's going to die at the end of the film. You I really think, think so. I think Steve is going to bite the bullet. I think his romance storyline is going to tie into that. Do you think he's really going to die? Or do you I think, think he's, he's going, going to, die. to quote unquote die? I can see either way. I could see him dying and sort of going. Resurrection for Infinity War. I think that that's a huge thing because <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet, as you read, is going to be like, mm, nope, I just want all, all of the fallen Avengers back. Um, or, or I could see him after the events of Civil War, if he's like, I've, I've done played myself. I must leave. I've got to go into hiding or whatever. And I think that could leave room for Falcon or Bucky to take up the mantle of Captain America until we get him back. Um, but yeah, I think he will die. 
in some form or another. Like the rest of the team will either think he's dead or he will die. Exactly. I I wouldn't be surprised. It's just I think so. Um trying to think uh i don't have any other dc news so you just hit me with all the marvel you got. all right here we go here's all the marvel i'm about to unload it all everywhere um ryan coogler is set to direct black panther officially confirmed what else has he directed you would know him from creed excellent which is if you've not seen it seriously go see it it's it's amazing um just so good um yeah so he's officially you know been confirmed to direct it um, there was rumors earlier he turned it down, but I think after all the attention that Creed got, I think Marvel was like, mm, we need to like give him whatever he wants, which I'm also excited for um, because I think that means that if Coogler had a, like an idea for Black Panther before and if it was a little out there or a little bit like this is what I want to, the story I want to tell, and Marvel's like, mm, hey, no, we we're gonna pass. That's a little too out there for us. But I think after the success of Creed, right. I think they're like, go, go for it, go go wild, and- yeah. Um, that's, that's it. And it's a little bit of news. It's pretty exciting. He, um, basically gave an interview. He's like, yeah, I was just, I'm very excited to tell this like political thriller, which is the movie I wanted Black Panther to be. So I'm excited for that. That'll be good. That'll be a nice little change of pace for Marvel movies. Yeah. Marvel. I mean, as we know, each Marvel film going out, everything since, everything since Winter Soldier, each Marvel movie is a different genre. So oh, yeah. excited for that to keep building. The TV shows have also taken that cue. I'm very excited for that. Um, I also have a little bit of Spider-Man news um, where the Russo brothers were asked, you know, how the process went getting him into Civil War, which he's not been confirmed to be in Civil War, but it's the worst cut secret. Spider-Man's going to be in Civil War. Um, they were asked, you know, how'd that process go? And they said, basically, when we got news that we were writing Civil War, we wrote him into the script. Wow. From the get-go. We knew we wanted to tell that story. He had to be a part of it. And we didn't care. Like, that's the story we wrote. And then it was a lot of, like, going to the studio heads, coming back, telling them no, keep writing anyways. And then eventually they were like, it was basically just a sigh of relief that we didn't have to destroy the whole script that he was allowed in. So that's That was a risky move. It, I mean, ballsy. That and it move. paid off, though, obviously. And I think... I think I think it will pay off. And I know some people time. are worried. We're like, some people were worried that oh, Spider Man's just going to be thrown in. But I think this confirms that he's always been a part of that. So I'm excited for that. Um, the other news, I'm going to wait to get to Deadpool because that's the only thing I've talked about so far in the past two episodes. Um, Clark Gregg, who you know as Coulson from Agents of Shield and the first Avengers movie, um, basically was ta- talking to Digital Spy. And he thinks that a Black Widow movie is in the works. It's going to happen. He said Marvel would be a fool to waste that character. She's been there since literally Iron Man 2, 2010, doing the heavy lifting. She's built this universe. You know, other characters have got their movies greenlit. He thinks that she will get her time to shine. Um, Now she's currently not on the list of films going forward right now. Um, however, there are those three films uh, scheduled for like 2020 that are blank. Um, so I think she's going to be one of those films. I don't think that's going to be a movie where we'll get like a sequel or whatever. No. I think she'll get her movie and that'll be it. Right, yeah. Um, which will be exciting. Black. I just... Because be I was one of those people like... And around the time the first Avengers came out, like, oh, where's the um, Black Widow movie? I was like, oh, that would be exciting, but... Obviously, everything since then, Captain uh, Captain Marvel, and then we've got Scarlet Witch and stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, Black Widow, I'd be excited for that, but I'm not, like, 
super pressed for it. But just reading this, I'm like, you know, yeah, I want a Black Widow movie. Damn it. I want, I just want it. I think that you could even have, you know, uh, Steve Rogers in that if he, you know, comes yeah. back after and that'd Infinity be, Gauntlet. That'd be a chance to do, like, a really James Bond type. Yes. You could even have her interact with, you know, uh, Black Panther if that's sort of the similar world. Yeah. Um, I would love that. Um, so, yeah, Deadpool News. Basically, that billboard was amazing. The, if, you, if you don't know, um, there's a billboard out that Fox put out to promote Deadpool. That was a picture of... Um, All emojis. Pretty a much. skull. The poop emoji and an L. Deadpool. That's it. Deadpool. That's it's a Deadpool. Whatever. <laughs> well, the point is, it's promotion for Deadpool. It's just a white billboard with those three emojis. The promotion for Deadpool, similar to Suicide Squad, has been amazing. I think that this this promotional campaign is the Marvel. The studio should take notes from Fox. Fox should take notes for this for X Men Apocalypse. If they ever decide to do anything with Fantastic Four again, this is how you promote a superhero movie because the fans are going to see that, think it's wonderful, and then well, like if you're just driving, you're going to be like, "What the hell is that?" Ryan Reynolds did a screening, didn't he? To yes. some fans. Yeah. So there's two there's two events in New York and L.A. I think over the weekend where it was just going to be like a panel event and they were going to show clips. But they saw the whole film. Wow. So the film's been out, and it was cool to see some tweets from people that went to it. I'm going to read some because I thought they were pretty great. Um, maybe? Yeah. So, holy chimichanga. Deadpool was phenomenal. Such a great job. Well done, guys. So, review one from fan. Review two. Review two. This Deadpool fan's happy. Really fun movie. Overall plot standard, but consistently strong comedy, fan service, and action overshadow that. Very excited. This is the type of reviews I want to see. And then here's this one from Twitter user Daddy. <laughs> Literally best Marvel movie. I was low-key, hella doubtful, but by far best executed movie I've seen in a long time. Those are some strong words. I mean, if Twitter user Daddy says go for it, I think spend your money this Valentine's weekend on that. Don't get chocolates. Get tickets to Deadpool. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's all the news I have. I think that wraps up news then. Out. That's, that's it for the news. Well, then let's jump into our big topic because it's going to take a little talking to get through this because we have <sighs> opinions. We have, we have some things to sift through, some emotions. Yes. Um, so I gave Jared my copy of Crisis on Infinite Earths, and he gave me his copy of Infinity Gauntlet, which uh, to sum them both up, they're basically like the... Big end of days events. Yeah, the end of days like... All the heroes band together to save the universe type stories. And um, so, yeah, uh, there's a lot of feels right now. <laughs> um, First off, I'm going to just come out and say, as a story, I think Infinity Gauntlet is better. It's a much tighter story. It's I, easier to follow. A hundred percent. It has a much clearer purpose. Um, it's much more fast paced, um, because it is a little shorter, but they use the length and the timing very well. Mm -hmm. Um, and for those reasons, I think it is a stronger story. It's a better read. Um, it's an easier read. Now, that being said, um, there are follow-up events. There's the Infinity War, and then I think there's the Infinity Aftermath or something like that, which followed, I think, because Infinity... I didn't know this. Infinity 
Gauntlet came out, was published in 91. I think it was a year-long event. Um, and then I think the other two follow-up events were like 93 and 94 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there are follow-up events, but Infinity Gauntlet as a whole, much easier to read. I would have no problem recommending that. Like, hey, the movie's coming out. Read this. Whereas if they made a crisis movie, I would definitely not recommend reading that to no. a newcomer to comics. Because it's just so overwhelming. Um, my one thing, though, as much as I did enjoy Infinity Gauntlet, I didn't feel like there was as much at stake as there was in Crisis. And I think a lot of that owes to owes to the fact that Crisis is just... There's so much going on. So much going on to the point where it's almost overwhelming. And do you... Often get, it is overwhelming. Before, yes. Um, before you get into this, do you want to just... It's not possible, but if you want to give the bare minimum of a plot recap of Crisis, yes. So basically, the to a very watered down version of Crisis is that you have this um, antagonist called the Anti Monitor, and his sole purpose is to consume worlds and um, destroy all life. Basically, so he's traveling from universe to universe consuming every single planet, every single living thing, all matter. Um, and it gets to the point where there's only five universes left and they all start converging and it's this big event and the heroes from all different, all the different parallel Earths have to band together to defeat the Anti-Monitor and it's this big crossover event where you have Supermans from multiple Earths and Flashes from multiple Earths Earth 1, Earth 2, um, and yeah, it's just, it's overwhelming in size um, and scope to the point where it's almost too convoluted sometimes. Yes, um, there's a ton of characters in Infinity Gauntlet, there's a lot, there's, but the, no it has here. nothing on Crisis by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I mean, there are characters in Crisis you've never... I don't care how long you've been reading comics, you're probably going to find at least one that you've never heard of before. It's, and the names, man. The, the Hades were... Because this was published in 85. The names are a trip, man. And I'm sure a lot of these were just throwaway characters like not like having their own titles. But there was like Brainiac Lad and like... Brainiac 5. Brainiac 5, whatever. Like, that's any better. And he's from, Well, he's from the Legion of Superheroes, which is all another thing, but... It's just, and then Harbinger is like one of the main characters. Which I thought, I didn't hate her. Um, yeah, I don't know, it just, I yeah, I, I You just, didn't like it. That's not the right word. I liked how ambitious it was. Um, I liked that there was, it I did. liked that it set out to tell an event that would change DC history, and it certainly did, yeah. to a Extent. So, yeah, okay, why did this change DC history? One, it... Um, For a time period, it got rid of all of the other universes. It there eliminated just all alternate universes and combined them all into one Earth. Two, we saw the death, the true death, of Barry Allen. For a while. So he died in 85. We didn't see him back until um, Jeff Johns brought him back in the early 2000s. With Rebirth. Mm. Um, Supergirl also died for a long time, right? She did, yes. Um, well, the Earth 2 Supergirl. Um, oh. So, you know, whether that matters or not, <laughs> I don't know. Depends on if you're an Earth 2 Supergirl fan or not. Mm. But, um, 
Yeah. Now, why don't you give a quick synopsis of Infinity Gauntlet, All right, Infinity... which is going to be a lot easier. All right, so... I'm, like, touching things. I'm afraid it's going to make noise. All right, so Bare Bones, Infinity Gauntlet is the story of Thanos, who we've seen in the film franchise, who is after... In the comic, he's been, he was killed recently by Adam Warlock, um, but he's been brought back by the being of death, the embodiment of death across all of time and space. Mistress death. Mistress death. She brought him back to life and said, I need you to wipe out half of existence. And he was like, well, to do that, I need the Infinity Gauntlet and I need the Infinity Stones. So she like set him out on this quest to retrieve them. And once he did, it basically gives him the powers of an ultimate supreme being. So what Mistress Death doesn't know is that he gets the gauntlet to impress her. He wants to wed her. He wants to love, he loves her. He wants to like show his love. So he does this and he basically proceeds to wipe out half of existence with a snap of a finger, which is a beautiful scene where like it shows Spider-Man's like swinging from in New York. And then he looks down and like this woman is pushing her baby in a stroller and the baby just disappears. Like, it's, he literally snaps, and half of existence is gone. So he turns to, afterwards, Thanos turns to Mistress Death, and she, like, won't talk to him. She's completely unimpressed. It's just done with him. So he spends the, you know, I think this is eight issues, ten issues. Um, he spends the rest of the issues basically doing whatever he can to impress her. He um, destroys his family. He... You know, kills all of the heroes across time and space, and she still is like, no, no, I'm good. But while this is happening, um, Adam Warlock, who had died previously to the starts of this event, is brought back to life, and he basically is all-knowing, which is a little weird. I have problems with that character. Um, he's all-knowing, and he basically gathers the forces of Earth to attack Thanos, but he knows that it's going to fail. He knows that there's, like, certain events that have to happen for them to win. He's playing the long game without telling the heroes that. Right. So, and basically I'm skipping forward some stuff. Some stuff happens, and Thanos loses, and Adam Warlock takes the Infinity Gauntlet for himself to be, like, a just god, but he walks away. It's a little weird. The ending's not exactly my favorite part of it. Um, but, yeah. I, there were some huge parallels between the two. Um, I mean, you have your two main bad guys, the Anti-Monitor and then Thanos. You have their minions, Psycho Pirate for Monitor. Which is an awful name. Oh, it's such an 80s name. And then Mephisto is for Thanos. He's the, he's, and he's like the devil of the Marvel Universe, essentially. Yeah. Adam Warlock is kind of like the warner. He warns all the heroes and people about the coming yeah i see that um and that is kind of played by pariah and harbinger in crisis at different points. i hated pariah he was, he was so annoying. whiny and like, there's no point for him if his point was like his sole point was to like observe the end of time but it's not like he could do anything to warn anybody he just went from dying universe to dying universe screaming screaming and, and crying and like there was no point for him i didn't think there was a point for him he didn't really warn anyone. He just kind of no. cried a lot. Um, you have Spectre in Crisis and the Celestials in Infinity War. Um, they're similar in that they're the ones that ultimately go head-to-head at the end with the big bad. Yes. Um, the, I love the fight between Spectre and Anti-Monitor. At the that end. was great. I thought that so was one, cool. of the, one of the real strong points. 
the shrine to death that Thanos built is eerily and hauntingly familiar and similar to the Anti-Monitor's Fortress in space. They I agree. have kind of the same structure, same kind of stone, like so, whitewashed stone setup. Um, just mythic looking. It yeah. just looks huge. Now something, um, something that you brought up that I wanted to talk about was how do we think they're going to put Mephisto in Infinity War? Yeah, um, so... I think your point is very correct, and which was, what was that? Um, yeah, so there's a lot of uh, characters that play huge roles in Infinity Gauntlet that, so far, their characters are not found in the MCU. You have Silver Surfer, which won't appear at all because he belongs to Fox. You have Mephisto, which is like the devil. I think he could pop up in... Um, Doctor Strange, but I don't think we have enough time to give him any agency where we care about him. Um, and there's some other characters we're really not going to see. So I posed a question to Brad before he read it. Think about the characters, and if you see anyone from the MCU filling those roles instead of them introducing the characters. And instead of Mephisto, who's like basically in Thanos' ear the whole time, playing him, pulling the strings, basically getting him to weaken himself over time, is Loki. I think that I mean, Loki's going to play that role. Mephisto is very much the trickster archetype, just like Loki. Yes. So it makes sense to just use Loki for that. And then instead of introducing Adam Warlock and doing his whole backstory, I think it would just make sense to use Doctor Strange. I agree. Um, because his movie will establish him. Um, viewers will get to know him. And, you know, it won't... He. He won't be introduced as a side character in one of the films, and that's the only way we know him. Like, it would be the case with Adam Warlock. Correct. Um, that being said, there was an Easter egg, literally, in Guardians of the Galaxy, where it showed, like, this cocoon thing in the background of the collector's office, and that has to do with Adam Warlock. And then I think at the end of the film, it was broken. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, Adam Warlock. And a lot of people were like, oh, Adam Warlock might be Star-Lord's father. I don't really think so. I think... That there's not a need to introduce that character, they won't. Now, I'm sure there's diehard fans that really want that. I don't really care. Um, so I think Doctor Strange will play that role. Um, then there's the role of Nebula, which um, was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, we saw her. She was the blue, blue, bald, blue bald lady, um, the BBL, and she um, Thanos's daughter. Thanos's daughter, and I think. She will pl play into this, too, because that character's already established. I don't think there'd be any reason to set up anyone else because she's, like, basically and Thanos brings her along because she's an inch from death, and he, like, basically prolongs her state of death to show Mistress Death, like, look what I can do. In Guardians, though, they already established her angst against her father. Yes. So that would play in well with the Infinity Gauntlet story, which that's what happens at yeah. the end, basically. So um, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think we're going to see Loki instead of Mephisto and Doctor Strange instead of Adam Warlock. Um, I think it would just work better within the universe they've established. I agree. Instead of going out and just bringing in more characters. Um, who knows, though? I mean, obviously we're a few years away from that. I think we'll get more clarification after the end of Guardians 2. I think if Adam yeah. Warlock is in Guardians 2, then we know what yeah. game they're playing. If not, then no. Um, yeah. Doctor Strange folks show. I'm very excited for that movie. I'm, that's the Marvel movie I'm most excited for out of any of the ones to come. It's going to be a trip. Hands down. I'm, oh, God. 
I think. Is there anything? Oh, recommendations. Do we want to end with any? Do you have anything more to say about this? No, I mean, I think we covered it all. Um, Infinity Gauntlet is much better for new readers to pick up. Um, Crisis, I'd recommend just for diehard DC fans who want to know the history. Um, I do have to say this about this before we wrap up, and this is like me being a snobby Marvel person, and Marvel's guilty of this too, is that like I looked up some stuff, and basically Crisis was a way to wipe everything clean from continuity, which makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes comic gets a little comic get a little too fast and loose with like different universes, so it wiped the slate clean. And then there's been multiple crisis events that have done the same, and then there's convergence, which sort of undone everything, but not really. Um, so it's just not, I guess. To me, it's less exciting knowing that the whole point was to, you know, sell more comics. But that's always the point of comics, and Marvel's guilty of that too. Like most recently with Secret Wars, right. which the whole point was we're going to get away with the multiverse and just have one universe, but not true, because at the end of it, spoilers for those of you who are reading the event still. Still. Literally still, eight months later, um, that Mr. Fantastic, basically, him and his family just create different universes at the end, and it just was dumb. It was (laughs) dumb. I hated it. Um, I really hated it. So, Marvel's guilty of it, too. I think... Infinity Gauntlet, a better single story, Crisis, good for the hardcore fans of comics. Definitely. I would agree wholeheartedly. Um, I loved or, uh, Infinite, Infinity Gauntlet. Um, I loved Infinity Gauntlet on Crisis Earth. I loved Crisis Gauntlet of Infinite. Crisis Gauntlet, there you go. I would love that comic book. Ultimate crossover, Crisis Gauntlet. There it is. Um, okay, um, do you have any recommendations? Um, it's been a minute since I, I had to spend a little more money than I wanted to this past week at the comic book store, but yeah, uh, go check out Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat, it's a really fun comic, all ages, great if you're a fan of Trish from the Netflix show. Jessica Jones? Jessica Jones. Um, different character, different portrayal, but still great. Scarlet Witch issue two was fantastic, the artwork is phenomenal, the story that they're telling so far is wonderful, um... Also, Avenger, all new, all different Avengers three, fantastic. That team is phenomenal, and um, Carnage three, Carnage three, um, Carnage has his own title right now. It's a really horror comic. It's wonderful. It That's doesn't, awesome. It doesn't really feel like a Spider Man comic, which I love, and it feels like a '90s comic for those of you that don't hate those. It feels great. Um, I don't have any recommendations this week because most of the big titles that I read are off this month. Um, they skipped a month in January. Yeah. Um, which happens. But, so yeah, I got nothing. All right, I think that's it. So next time we'll be talking about lots of Legends of Tomorrow stuff, this DC event, and then I'm sure more Deadpool stuff because that's the only <laughs> thing we week. talk about until Every February 12th. Might All as well right. call this the Deadpool Podcast. Because, no, I'm well, sure that already exists. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening, taking the time. We'll be back next week with more news and shenanigans. Until then... I'm waving, but you cannot see, so have a good week. Thanks, guys.